This is The Jerry Callahan Show. So here's how it's going to go today. Uh, stop me if uh, you heard this one before, but KJP, Karina Jean-Pierre, will step before the assembled media in the White House press room, and she'll be asked a question about Trump. And then she'll be asked another question about Trump. And then she'll be asked another question about Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. Then the media will run to their to their networks, run to their cable channels, run to uh, their newspapers, their websites, and they will write about Trump and they will talk about Trump. And all day, every day will be about Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump is going to jail. Trump's a criminal. Trump's a, a racketeer. Trump's an organized criminal mastermind. And that will consume all the oxygen. Once again, there'll be no questions about Hunter Biden, the revelations from last week that the family took in $20 million from our adversaries overseas. There'll be maybe one question about Maui and they'll get their answer straight. And we'll all forget about Joe Biden sitting on the beach, laying on the beach while Maui burned. We'll forget about Joe Biden saying no comment, no comment when asked about the devastation, the death of uh, his own citizens, his own taxpayers. We will all forget that Joe Biden just doesn't give a damn about people in this country. He cares about Ukraine. He cares about people, as long as they're Ukrainian, as long as uh, he can continue to send them money to keep the war going, uh, as long as he does what Zelensky wants. We'll forget about all that. We'll get to that another day. Let's just talk about Trump uh, making a phone call or Trump tweeting something out that the radical DA in uh, Fulton County doesn't like this. I will say this is uh, indictment number four or case number four indictment number 4,000. This one is the worst one. Andy McCarthy said it, the legal analyst Andy McCarthy said it is the most peril perilous situation for Donald Trump. And I will explain to you why. First of all, the governor has no power to pardon him. Secondly, even if the governor had power to pardon him, he wouldn't do it because Trump hates Brian Kemp and Brian Kemp hates Trump. He, he owes him nothing. He, would, he wouldn't even consider taking any action if he could. Um, and most of the Republicans in Georgia, at least the ones in elected office, hate Trump because he hates them. Um, he's, racketeering makes it very difficult because... There are 19 defendants in this case, and the uh, DA, this this radical you're looking at right now, Fannie Willis, she is talking to the other 18 right now about turning, flipping on Trump. The goal, as always, is to put Trump in jail, stop Trump from running. Trump will talk about election interference, and in this on this point, he is 100% right. That's all this is about. Nobody, nobody can tell you honestly that any of this would be happening if Trump weren't running, if Trump weren't a threat uh, to to their guy, there'd be no charges. There'd be no charges in New York, no charges in D.C., no charges in Florida, I, I no charges in Fulton County, Georgia. Does anyone really believe they would be pursuing this if Trump weren't on the ballot in 2024? If he decided, you know, I had my time. It was a good run. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to do what most 77 year olds do spend time with my grandchildren, enjoy my golden years. If Trump ever were to do that, there would be no charges anywhere. That's a, that's, that is an undeniable fact. Even though these people are insane, even though they're consumed with hatred for the man, 
absolutely uh, consumed with Trump derangement syndrome. They are loving this. The joy, the 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 ecstasy in their voices. And I've been watching cable news all <laughs> way too much cable news, flipping around, watching Morning Joe in his glory, watching the CNN panels with 72 people all trying to top one another with how much they hate Trump. I hate him more than you do. Let me tell you how bad he is. He's a threat to democracy. That's my favorite. A threat to democracy. So an elected official for, uh, in, in Georgia is indicting Trump and included in the indictment is tweets and phone calls and just the most innocuous things. They're going to tie it in as some current criminal conspiracy. And the people, the legal analysts on most of the cable channels, on you know, big on the big websites and newspapers, they're all in. They think, hey, let's do this. The amazing thing is, and uh, we don't have time to play it. There's a montage out there. I think we played some of it the other day of Democrats denying election results, challenging election results of Democrats saying this election was stolen. There's a 24 minute montage. I believe uh, Graby and Tom Elliott put this out. It's remarkable. It's, it's just stunning. The brazenness of making it a crime to deny election results, of accusing uh, election officials of rigging an election. I mean, that's bad. That's real bad. It's only criminal when Donald Trump does it. The governor of Georgia, I assume everybody knows who the governor of Georgia is, that would be one Stacey Abrams. I mean, she lost the election. She lost the election twice, but she continued to call herself the winner. She continued to deny, to challenge the results of the election. That woman is probably involved here. God knows the people doing the indicting, the people who will be doing the fingerprinting and mugshotting of Donald Trump are all big Stacey Abrams fan. They would never charge her with anything. They, in fact, they agree with her. When she lost, they stole it from her. She didn't actually lose. They stole it. They rigged it. And no one ever accused her of con- committing a crime. In America, you were allowed to say they stole the election. You were allowed to say it was rigged until Trump. Once again, all the rules go out the window. When it comes to Donald Trump, All right, we got to get to this. It's just it's just an amazing document, a 98 page indictment with uh, with 19 people, including Rudy Giuliano, Rudy, Ju- Rudy Giuliani. Got to throw him in there always, because if there's one person the media hates more than they hate Donald Trump, it is Rudy. They hate Rudy. Well, Rudy and the other uh, 18 defendants have until noon on August 25th to voluntary, voluntarily surrender to Fannie Willis, the district attorney, the crazed radical DA. Um, and uh, they will be fingerprinted. They will be booked. And the police chief says he will take Donald Trump's mugshot. So in 10 days, we will get a mugshot of Donald Trump, the most famous mugshot ever taken in 10 minutes later. It'll be on T-shirts. It'll be on on posters and boards and bumper stickers and everywhere. But uh, check this out. This is just this morning as I'm uh, flipping around, just uh, enjoying all the 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 enjoying the celebrations they're having on all the cable networks. John Heilman, if you don't know who he is, he's the bald guy. He was on that HBO show about politics. He's on CNN. He's 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 crazy. I mean, there is like blood dripping from his eyes when he talks about Trump. He hates Trump. More than, more than Morning Joe and Mika hate Trump. 
more than uh, John Beschloss or whatever his name is, Michael Beschloss or John Meacham. They all hate Trump, but I think Heilman takes it to a new level. I want to play this because you think it's crazy now? You think it's nuts what they're trying to do to Trump, what they're trying to do to the 2024 election? John Heilman, political analyst, expert, goes on MSNBC this morning and says Trump may not make bail. That would be on the 25th. He may show up in the Fulton County Courthouse, get fingerprinted, get mugshotted, and be put in jail. Not sure how that would work. Like he can't, they just make, they have no bail. Uh, he's held without bail. Uh, he's He can't afford it. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's talking about, but this is the level of insanity you get from these Trump haters. Let's watch. What was our kind of prima facie, obviously problematic for Trump for two and a half years is now much, much, much worse. And, you know, the, the, you rattle off a bunch of the reasons. I won't steal my friend Andrew Weissman's thunder, but he's also going to, I'm sure, talk about the possibility that this is the one case where Donald Trump will find it very difficult to be, even be given bail. Uh, because of the way that the right. uh, some laws work in Georgia, so that is it is a it is a staggering thing what happened yesterday in a, in a, in a presidency or a post presidency full of staggering things. There's been very little that's been more staggering than the, than the sweep and scale and severity of this indictment. So Donald Trump's going to have difficulty making bail. He doesn't explain why. <laughs> you don't think he can afford it? Uh, oh, I, I didn't mention this either. You get the mugshot, the fingerprints, the bail. And in this case, cameras will be allowed in the courtroom. So this Good. will be the most dramatic of them all. Good. We want, yeah, I want cameras in the courtroom. But, and uh, I'm sure most people don't even look at the 98 page document, the indictment. They don't see some of the things that are included in this case. They just know Trump said, I need to find 11,000 votes, which he said, which is not illegal. It's not criminal. It makes it sound like he wants them to make up. Uh, just create out of whole cloth 11,000 votes. There's no evidence of that. He just knows they're recounting votes and he wants them to find 11,000 to put him in the lead. Mm. I, I don't, I mean, obviously it didn't happen. He didn't win. He didn't succeed. It's kind of like January 6th, this armed insurrection to overthrow a democracy. Well, it didn't work. How would a bunch of unarmed people conduct an armed insurrection? I don't want to go there. I'm so sick of that. It's so stupid and so absurd. They almost, we almost lost our democracy. We'll say, uh, Michael Beschloss will say, and you'll go, how would that work? How would a bunch of guys armed with signs and flags overthrow our democracy? They can't answer that. Just like in this case, they can't answer uh, what Trump almost did. Like he almost overthrew our election. How? How? Anyway, let's get to some of the finer points of this indictment because it's hilarious. It really is. Uh, see if you get that screenshot of all the uh, items they include in this. This is uh, one where he makes fun of Mike Pence. He calls Mike Pence a wimp. That's included in the indictment. One where Donald Trump tweets. This is literally what he tweeted. Georgia hearing on OAN now. Amazing. That's it. He said the Georgia hearing on OA is on OAN. That would be the conservative network OAN. Amazing. That is somehow included in the indictment. This is my favorite. Mark Meadows says to the uh, Georgia election official, is there a way to speed up signature verification if the Trump campaign assisted financially? 
So he wants to get the signature verification things going. They say they need money. Meadows says we can assist financially. That's part of a criminal conspiracy. It says Georgia, uh, the, Georgia hearings on OAN now amazing. They said this is an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Over, telling people to watch OAN. See, that they'll, they'll dismiss this as irrelevant or innocuous. But ask yourself, if someone's including that in the indictment, these are lawyers, allegedly. These are supposed to be smart people, uh, public officials in Fulton County, Georgia. Here. You include in the indictment Donald Trump telling people to watch OAN. Now, I would prefer if he said watch Newsmax, but, you know, I'm not going to nitpick here. But how in the hell could that be in furtherance in furtherance of a criminal conspiracy at any level? Watch TV, everybody. It's amazing. <laughs> and they include all kinds of stupid, innocuous, inane things like that. Trump tweets back when Trump was still tweeting. And those are all, they mention that in every item, right? That, uh, that uh, I got it in front of me. Yes. They said in, in, in furtherance of a conspiracy. Um, and they got people just texting other people saying that's furthering the conspiracy. That is amazing. Yeah. Mark Menno sent a text message to uh, us rep Scott Perry and said, can we send them the number for the speaker and the leader of the Pennsylvania legislator, POTUS wants to chat with them, Pennsylvania. So his campaign, his chief of staff sends a text to the congressman in Pennsylvania saying, can we chat with the leader of the legislature? This, according to, this is act two of the conspiracy and it alleges this was an overt act in furtherance of a conspiracy, asking for a phone number so Trump could quote chat. The president can chat with a Pennsylvania poll, and there's one after another like that. It's incredible. How about this one? David James Schaefer, uh, he's one of the one of the people named in this conspiracy, reserved a room, room 216, at the Georgia State Capitol for a meeting of Trump presidential elector nominees. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. <laughs> He reserved a room for a meeting, and that's a conspiracy. Now, obviously, when you bring in the RICO statute, it makes it easier to convict because anything, obviously, (laughs) according to these people, is an act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Uh, uh, (laughs) There's there's one after another, tweets, texts, proving that that, uh, they were just furthering a conspiracy. Absolutely absurd. Here's Jonathan Turley. He says, uh, Fannie Willis indicted everyone for everything. He called it the Jackson Pollock school of, uh, of prosecution. Just throw everything against the wall. So the, the woman who hates Trump, this woman right here hates Trump, just indicted everyone for everything, hoping something sticks, hoping this would allow her to use the other 18 against Trump and stop Trump from running. I'm, I'm still not sure what the end game is. I know they hate Trump. They want to put Trump in jail, but they also want to run against Trump. They know Biden beat him once. They think he can do it again. Obviously, DeSantis, Vivek, whoever gets nominated and they lose all this stuff, all their 
all their ammo they have for the general election is out the window. No more talk of January 6th. No more talk about uh, election denialism. No more talk about uh, Stormy Daniels or any of that. Any of that. It is gone. And yet they still seem determined to put Trump in jail and at the same time, I guess, bump up Trump's numbers in the primary. But uh, let's listen to Fannie Willis. She was she was uh, having a great time. This was late last night. After, by the way, the indictment leaked, it leaked, Reuters carried it, then they deleted it, and she said it had nothing to do with her. The indictment came out a couple hours later with the exact same charges. So they leaked it before the grand jury voted. They already had the indictment ready to go, which was no surprise, obviously, but it just shows you just how nefarious these people are. Uh, Let's listen to Fanny a little bit. Go ahead. The indictment alleges that rather than abide abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. Subsequent to the indictment, as is the normal process in Georgia law, the, the grand jury issued arrest warrants for those who are charged. I am giving the defendants the opportunity to voluntarily surrender no later than noon on Friday, the 25th day of August, 2023. (laughs) Level-headed. She is just loving this. That's going to be such a circus. Next Friday, Trump, they've already set up barriers and roadblocks and everything uh, planning for this. Trump's going to show up. He has to show up by next Friday. His lawyer, I just watched uh, Haba. Alina Haba, who's everywhere, said, yes, he will surrender. He will be there. Uh, He has no choice. He will make bail. Sorry, John Heilman. And he will get out on bail. But he will face these 13 charges. I'll just run down them quickly. Violation of Georgia RICO Act. Solicitation of violation of oath. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. Conspiracy to commit forgery, conspiracy to commit false statements and writings, conspiracy to commit filing false documents, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. I thought we already had forgery. Forgery. That's on here twice. Conspiracy to commit false statements, filing false documents, solicitation of violation of oath, false statements and writings, solicitation of via. I mean, and the last one, false statements and writings. She repeats this, this four or five that are exactly the same, but whatever, nobody cares. They're going to get Trump and Trump. It, it seems even possible now that Trump like goes to jail and, and numbers go up and he'll remain on the ballot. And the, uh, in the general election, you're either going to have to vote for the most corrupt man ever to sit in the the Oval Office, a completely compromised and corrupt uh, cadaver, Joe Joe Biden, or the guy in jail in in, in Atlanta. What a wild time to be alive. What uh, insane. I mean, it is stunning when you think about what they're doing here. When you think about all the things politicians have done in our lifetime, in recent years, you know, Hillary Clinton deleting 33,000 subpoenaed emails, smashing her devices with a hammer. When you think about what Joe Biden's been accused of, just what we know, Joe Biden 
has uh, is is uh, the the front is is involved in the influence peddling scheme and a money laundering scheme, sending his drug-addled scumbag son around the world to collect millions to enrich his family. None of that, Doctor Fauci. Doctor Fauci, as we explained yesterday, has made hundreds of millions of dollars a shilling selling the the vaccine. People died because of what Fauci did. He he didn't he denied. Uh, that that uh, therapeutics would help, that exercise and sunlight would help. He, he forced young, healthy people to get the vaccine because he was making money. Fauci right now has a Secret Service detail. He has protection. He has cars. He has he has hundreds of millions of dollars. Nothing happens. It is the it is. I know we say this every day. It is just such an unbelievable two tier justice system in this country right now. The Democrats do not mess around. They go after, they don't care about morals or ethics. They go after their political opponents, political opponent, opponents and try to put them in prison. This isn't just about putting Trump in prison. This is about putting everyone around him in prison and sending the shot across the bow of anybody who is thinking of uh, joining Trump, the Trump team, or just being in Trump's orbit. They're coming after everybody, so you better be careful. It is a frightening, frightening time. The the 45th president has been indicted in Georgia for an, on a felony count of telling people to watch OAN. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think the Republicans in Georgia are going to come to his defense, think again. They hate him as much as the Democrats hate him because he accused them of all kinds of things. He hates he hates Brian Kemp for a number of reasons. The sitting governor, one being that Kemp wouldn't listen to Fauci. He wouldn't listen to Trump. He opened the, his state up earlier than anybody, including uh, including DeSantis. So they had that feud. Kemp is very popular in Georgia. This is the former, uh, what is this, former lieutenant governor, Jeff Duncan, speaking last night to Caitlin Collins on CNN. Listen to this guy and tell me that the Republicans in Georgia aren't enjoying this as much as the Democrats. Go ahead. This feels different. Uh, you know what Donald Trump did is did his most damage in Georgia. Uh, he sucked the soul out of the Republican Party here. Uh, he sucked the morality out of the Republican Party, the fiscal responsibility out of the Republican Party. He, he, he sucked our winning percentage out of the Republican Party. He's taken everything from us, and it is our turn to take it back, right? It's our turn to win elections based on the policies that we think we're better on. This is the prime spot for us to take Joe Biden to the woodshed and call him out for not running the border right, not protecting our communities, not putting our best foot forward internationally. These are our moments in time. But if we make this about the three-ring circus of Donald Trump, we will lose, lose, and lose again. You make a good point that the the, the guy says it's our turn, our opportunity to take this party back. You think that guy gives a damn if they put Trump in prison? Trump uh, put David Perdue up to challenge. David Perdue was his guy and he was a loser. He put him up to challenge Kemp. Kemp beat him soundly, killed him. Uh, Trump put Herschel Walker, chose Herschel Walker, the worst candidate in the, in the, in all the any election in 2022. And Herschel Walker, of course, lost to Raphael Warnock, a radical leftist. Trump, there's a reason they don't like Trump in Georgia. He did some real damage. And uh, obviously he didn't, uh, <laughs> obviously this whole indictment is a joke, but there's a reason that there's not a lot of Republican circle in the wagons around Trump in Georgia and the other, the other thing that that I laugh at is these people say online, a lot of Trump supporters, influencers online, 
on Twitter, on social media saying, where's DeSantis? He should be demanding uh, that he will not turn Trump over. Trump's in Florida. He shouldn't turn him over to Trump has spent $20 million trying to destroy DeSantis, lying about DeSantis, just slandering the guy. It's work. Trump DeSantis is flailing. His poll numbers suck. But what DeSantis owes him his undying support after Trump spent the last eight months literally just trying to destroy the man's reputation, trying to destroy his life. I'm 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 fine with DeSantis sitting this one out. Let uh let Vivek and uh, you know Tim Scott and the rest go defend him. But uh, if I'm DeSantis, I'm saying, you want me to defend that guy? Yeah. That guy who's just not done nothing but lie about me for eight months? Sorry, not going to happen. But you were just you know talking what? about you were just talking about like the worst candidates from last year and stuff like that. Have you heard about Fetterman in the last two months at all? No, that's a good point. Well, you know what? Again, I don't want to make this about Trump, but Dr. Oz was not a good candidate. They no. were better candidates. Fetterman didn't have to win. People didn't like Dr. Oz. Trump picked Oz, supported Oz, and Oz lost to a, to a corpse. You know, he lost to a vegetable. No, we have not heard from, we've heard from Diane Feinstein, I think. <laughs> we heard her drooling on herself. Uh, but uh, no, you have not heard. And you don't, you know what? That's what, that's the beauty. If you're a Democrat, if you're in the media, I repeat myself, but if you're on the left, this is another gift. You don't have to talk about Feinstein or Fetterman or Biden or the, or the, the, the economy or the border or Maui. This is another gift from Trump hating DAs. Let's just keep the subject, keep the topic on the evil orange man and all, all the, um, you know, morality and ethics. And that's just out the window. Cause again, Trump Sorry. is evil. And Trump must be stopped at all costs, and they will do what it takes. This was from uh, earlier this week from uh, the Post Millennial. It says, a new survey commissioned by the University of Chicago found that a stunning 30 million American adults say they believe the use of violence is okay if that's what it takes to stop President Trump from assuming the White House once again. The study found that 11.6% of U.S. adults agree that, quote, use of force is permissible to quote, prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. That amounts to about 30 million people. A total of 3,543 U.S. adults were polled for the survey with a reported margin of error, two to three percentage points. Uh, It's uh, University of Chicago professor Robert Pape, who led the research, said that while he believes recent indictments against Trump have created, quote, radicalization, there is growing anger and radicalization on the left as well. By the numbers, 18 million people uh, believe violence is justified to return Trump to office. 30 million people, when you extrapolate it, think violence is justified to stop Trump from returning to office. So you think the people who believe that have a problem with a crazy radical DA indicting him for tweets? They don't. Ethics is out the window. This is, we've crossed the Rubicon. There's no, ethics, morality, the law don't matter. Trump must be stopped, not just stopped, jailed, embarrassed, d- destroyed. That's the way they view it. But uh, uh, it's going to be wild. Next week, he appears in court. Next week, he gets mugshotted. And we'll see John Heilm if he makes bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with John, even though he's an expert. Uh, he was treated as some kind of political political expert. He's a crazed Trump hater. I'm going to disagree with him. I'm going to predict 
Trump makes bail. But all right, now that we've been uh, sidetracked by the latest Trump indictment, we can get a, a whole bunch more to get to. We got to have to get to Biden's response. Finally, we got a response from the Biden regime on the Maui disaster, which is worse than anyone even imagines. It's the worst wildfire in like a century. The worst death toll in modern times. Devastating devastation as we have. <laughs> yeah, good description. KJP called it devastating devastation. And it was. Devastating it devastation. Devastating as devastation. We- and you know what that means when we have a national uh, tragedy, an emergency. That means time for Joe Biden to take another vacation. Usually... These things are pretty predictable. If the Biden Biden family, Biden administration is in trouble, that means another Trump indictment. We saw it again this week. Biden was reeling. Biden, the, the evidence is mounting that Biden was involved in all his son's schemes. Biden was tone deaf. The, 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 vo- the photo of him on the beach while Maui burned was really embarrassing. So the next day we get an indictment. But Joe Biden's going to Lake Tahoe for a week. <laughs> This guy gets more vacation time than Johnny Carson used to get. I mean, it's incredible. He just, he doesn't care. He's, I I don't think he's running. I don't think he's the candidate. He sure doesn't act like the candidate. He sure does take a lot of time off, but we'll give you his uh, response to this devastating wildfighter. It's, it's worse. It's worse than what he said the day before, which was no comment. The blind side, which I thought was a good movie. I like all football movies. I like the good book, Michael Lewis, Michael Orr, the subject of Blindside, says it's all a fraud that the family that, quote, adopted him, the Tuies, didn't actually adopt him. They cashed in. They made millions. He's suing them. Man, talk about ruining a good storyline. And we've got to congratulate before we, uh, before we go here today, a new record holder in women's powerlifting in Canada. What's this guy's name? I know his first name's Ann. <laughs> That's a. I, I didn't even know that. That's a perfect name for Ann. Oh, he has a he, Ann. Yeah, we're going to congratulate Ann, and I'm going to tell you why I'm out defending these women. I'm not going to defend them anymore. The the, the 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 women he beat, the women he stole trophies from and money from. If they're not going to get upset about it, why should I? All right, <laughs> we'll show you some video of Ann, the new champion, record-breaking powerlifter. In Canada, but first, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, excuse me. During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and for yourself. We see the videos all the time: the smashing grabs, muggings, people getting beaten in the street. Well, you got to protect yourself, and that's where Florida-based EAA Corp comes in. They specialize in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. Are you a first-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC9 and MC28 striker fire pistols Come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. EAA's lineup also includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. 
Visit eaacorp.com to learn more. That's eaacorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. Okay, that buffoon that returned from the beach on Sunday and was asked about the devastation in Maui and said, no comment. That guy, well, he had a response yesterday. Um, by the way, the de- I don't think we can even comprehend just how bad it is. This is uh, from uh, the Daily Wire. It says, only a fraction of the dozens of bodies recovered among deceased Maui wildfire victims have been identified. The death toll for the blaze that devastated the historic town of Lahaina rose to at least 93, I believe it's up at the 99. A grim number that could spike dramatically as hundreds of people are still feared to be missing while the, while the cadaver dogs are still searching. So they have hundreds, hundreds, like many hundreds still missing. And my question would be, how can you still be missing? I mean, they're not missing. They're dead. And it's we're been a devastating devastation as well. Staggering, devastating devastation, says KJP. Well, we got a response from Biden. Who says he's callous and uh, not uh, empathetic? This is worse than doing nothing. I'm just going to say it is worse. And I, I, I need to know, I need to understand this. Well, A, why he didn't leave the beach like a day early. B, why he would ever go to Lake Tahoe while they're still looking, peeling you know, crusted up bodies off the ground and off the floor in, in, in Maui. Uh, another question for you. Where's Barack Obama? He, you know, claimed to be from Hawaii. That's where he grew up, little little rich kid in Hawaii. Why isn't he the point man? Why isn't he there? I mean, why isn't Joe Biden calling him out and saying, I would like my dear, dear friend, Barack Obama, who does nothing these days except grift and make money uh, and, and fly around in private jets and talk about climate change and, and fantasize about sex with men. Why isn't Obama <laughs> there front row center walking the, oh, Oprah Winfrey is walking the streets of Maui. She's in the shelter. She's helping people, you know, giving them food and pillows and blankets. She did bring a TV crew, but got denied access to the, the oh, shelter. She did. I didn't even know that. I saw her. Some guy was following her around with his phone. So we got plenty of video you know, good for her. I mean, at least she's there. Mm. Where's Obama, the most famous Hawaiian in a in the country? Why can't this is what ex presidents are supposed to do? Well, one of two things: they're either supposed to face, you know, nine hundred felony charges in prison for life, get in prison for life, or they're supposed to be helping out. Even if it's a photo op, Barack Obama should be there. What's he do? What's he busy with right now? Is, the, is he on the vineyard? Is he teeing it up today? Is he in the Mediterranean? Is he in Lake Como? I think he's. His, uh, I think he's hiring a new chef because he killed the last one. Yeah, he's looking for a new, looking for a new chef. Maybe uh, checking out Grinder. You know. Uh, so Joe Biden announces that they're going to give seven hundred dollars per resident to the people affected by the wildfire. Oh wow, That's, helpful. Let's do the math. Seven, what does that get you these days? That's like a couple of trips to the grocery store. Get you a good you know, size a TV few, now. Few, yeah. A few dinners out. I mean, if you have to buy, you need a hotel. I mean, uh, $700, that's an insult. And I'll tell you why. Because they are giving, uh, as we know, we've given over $113 billion to Ukraine. 113 to escalate a war 5,000 miles away that involves no U.S. national interests other and cover it up for the Biden family crimes. You know what that works out to per Ukrainian, per citizen in the whole country, 
$2,600. So we've given Ukraine citizens $2,600 each. We give Maui residents $700 each. I, I got a question. Did anyone say, what about a thousand? I always look at 700. Right. When they gave the, the COVID handout and it was 1200. Why wasn't it 1500 or 2000 or a thousand? Like, how do you get to 700 for these poor people? There, we're looking at Oprah right now, fluffing up pillows for people. No sign of Barack. See if you see him there. You know, check out the, uh, check out maybe the, the local gay nightclub. Um, anyway, 2,600 per Ukrainian. In New York City, right now, they're spending 10,000 per month per illegal immigrant. That's, you know, for hotel rooms, which are whatever, 300 a night, just hotel rooms alone. Put you close to that number. So 10,000 a month for illegal aliens, 2,600 for every Ukrainian, 700 for, uh, for people of Maui devastated. There were 2,700 structures destroyed by the fire worth $5.6 billion. And we're sending them, uh, I believe the total he's proposing is 1.9 billion. 5.6 billion in damages, and we're going to send them less than 2 billion. Families right now under Joe Biden are paying $709 per month, more than they paid two years ago. So the Biden inflation, Biden, Bidenomics, it's cost people $709, but he's going to send them 700 to make things all better. It's incredible. He doesn't give a damn about people nope. uh, affected in this country, about people suffering, struggling in this country. They mean nothing to him. Gold star parents mean nothing. People in East Palestine drinking poison water mean nothing to him. Unless you can enrich him and his family, see Vladimir Zelensky, then Joe Biden doesn't give a shit about you. That's the bottom line, and it's more evident than ever. But we'll see, you know, when he gets, he's not even going to get any bad publicity because all the publicity is going to be about Trump, 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 and Joe Biden's going to pack his beach stuff and head to Lake Tahoe. Next time we see him, he'll be sitting lakeside in Lake Tahoe. You know, in a devastating life. devastation as we... He's, what's the latest number? 41% of his term he's been on vacation. It's incredible. Nobody, nobody. Keeps, it keeps rising at a, an insane clip, too. Every time you see like a Kardashian or, or, they're, or they're on the beach in like the Mediterranean or some cruise ship, they don't take as much time on vacation as he does. No. He's the president. It's supposed to be a really time consuming job. Just not the way Joe Biden and, does it. And if he was on the beach like he always is, he's just sitting there laying out. At least like if you see Trump doing stuff, if he's on the golf course, he's always on the phone. That's true. You're on the beach. You should be whatever. I mean, it, it makes you wonder who is running the country. I mean, there is so much going on right Great now. Question. So much going on. And the guy in charge is passed out on the beach Great or question. he's stumbling, staggering around, whatever, getting ice cream. He, maybe Barack Obama is busy running the country. He's too busy to go to Maui and console, you know, his fellow Hawaiians. But it's just, I mean, there is, as we've said yesterday, every day, the biggest lie ever told is that Joe Biden has empathy and compassion. He has none. People with empathy don't disown their own grandchildren. People with empathy don't make every tragedy about themselves. When he finally meets the people of Maui, what do you think, 30 seconds in before he mentions Bo? 
first yeah. person he met, they'll say, oh yeah, I lost my whole family. My dog died. My whole house burned down. Oh, I can relate. My son died in Iraq and I, and I mm-hmm. taking a machine gun nest in Fallujah. First thing he's going to do is, is yawn real big while checking his watch. Look at his much watch time and say, uh, any nice beaches around here? Where, where can we get some ice cream? He is such <laughs> a disgrace, but uh, let's not get bogged down. The real story is Trump tweeted trump told people to watch oan all right we're gonna move let's get to uh before we get to the canadian power lifter i want to congratulate him uh we got to do the blind side we got a few other things if we have time but first uh, it's, 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 uh, excuse me as you know shake concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home this is your spring project people if you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase. Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. And I admit I liked The Blind Side. I read the book. I saw the movie. Uh, I loved, uh, you know, Sandra Bullock won the Academy Award uh, for it. Um, Tim McGraw was her husband, Sean Tui. He was good in the movie. The Michael Orr story, you know, he was a homeless kid living on the streets, found by this family, the Tuies. Uh, taken in, adopted by the Tuies, if you recall. And then, uh, you know, he didn't have shoes and they took care of him and he became a good football player because he's massive. And he went to uh, Ole Miss, I believe. Ole Miss with Sean Tuie was a basketball star. Then he went on to the NFL, had a decent career, made some money with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's retired now. He's selling a book, I believe. And he says... This from uh, Fox News, NFL, former NFL player Michael Orr, the inspiration behind the blind side, alleged in a petition filed in a Tennessee court that he was never legally adopted by the family, but rather was tricked into a conservatorship that solely benefited the Tui family. The filing reveals that Orr discovered he was never legally adopted by Sean and Lee Ann Tui and alleges that he was tricked into entering the conservatorship after his 18th birthday. The lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservatives Leanne Tui and Sean Tui have enriched themselves at the expense of the ward. Uh, the document read white people. Um, th- this is amazing because the whole story is about how great they were, how, how, uh, how they opened their home and he became a brother to their kids and how they did everything for him. And, uh, they deny it. Obviously, they they say they're devastated and heartbroken by the um, by the revelations. Sean Tui talked to. Uh, let me see who is he talking to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is like finding out, you know, uh, you know the whatever the the 
the U.S. didn't really beat the Soviets in that movie Miracle. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the Hoosiers, you know, the Hickory Hoosiers. They actually uh, they got knocked out in the second round of the tournament. <laughs> Don't let it ruin a good movie. Uh, says the family featured in the blockbuster The Blind Side fired back Monday at Michael Orr's claims that they swindled him. Or it's only thirty-seven. Michael Orr's uh, Sean Toohey told the Daily Memphian that the claims have devastated his family. Toohey said the conservatorship was drawn up to ensure that Orr was eligible to play football at Miss at Ole Miss. Toohey is a booster to the school, and I believe he's still the uh, color man on the radio broadcasts. And he said if he wasn't part of his family, there would have been NCAA issues. So he's blaming it on the NCAA. My name is... Quote, I sat Michael down and told him, if you're planning to go to Ole Miss or even considering Ole Miss, you have to be part of this family. That This would do that legally. We contacted lawyers who told us they couldn't adopt over the age of 18. The only thing we could do was have a conservatorship. We were so concerned. It was on the up and up that we made sure the biological mother came to court um, and they refute his charges. But there's a, there is a uh, story, the daily mail just detailing how much money these people have. The Tuies. Now they owned fast, fast food franchises. Tui said he sold his fast food franchises for 200 million and uh, didn't, get rich off the movie. Michael Orr said he made nothing off the movie and they'd made millions. I guess we'll find out in court, but the Tuies are fabulously wealthy. The story in the daily mail, uh, and you hate they fly around in private jets. They go on the most lavish vacations you can imagine. They have luxury cars and I mean, they live, they live a real affluent lifestyle. So uh, that probably doesn't help him in the court of public opinion. The movie made 309 million. Now, if Michael Orr could prove he made nothing off that, then somebody is in trouble because how the hell does a movie, the star, the, I mean, the, the, the focus of the movie, the character in the middle, how does he not make some money? It's his story. And <laughs> I assume some of it's true. Is that what they signed the over in the conservatorship though? I don't know, but if that's true and he can prove it, his lawyers can prove it, man, these Tuies are disgraced. They have expansive real estate portfolio. They have a net worth of $75 million. Uh, It says they spend their days visiting Disney World, driving expensive sports cars. They have like a Ferrari that Michael, uh, that Sean is driving. Dinner parties, attending sporting events, sunbathing on the beach, flying on glamorous trips. They sound like they, 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 they are the president here. Mm-hmm. And of course, they go through her uh, Facebook and find out all the lavish trips they take. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Watch I guess me. we will find out. But, man, that uh, that would make the whole book, which won awards and the movie and Sandra Bullock's role, make it all one big lie. People but are scumbags. We will. Yeah, they would be scumbags. But I'm going to wait because I like the movie and it seemed like a – was real, but I'm going to wait and see. But if the, if what Michael Orr is saying is true, they are scumbags. We will see. Speaking of scumbags, I don't want to pick on, uh, did you get a la- his last name? And what? Let me get it. Uh, 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 this, this is from uh, World, um, the, uh, the women's Canadian powerlifting records were destroyed by this new gal who came along. Anne Andres, 
Ann Andres won first place in the Canadian Powerlifting 2023 Western Canadian Championships. Andres set uh, both a Canadian women's national record and an unofficial women's powerlifting record. Uh, this is the 10th time Andres finished in first place in 12 competitions. Uh, Andres is a big woman, a big girl. Actually, it's not a girl at all. Andres is a man who is competing against women. I'm, I assume he would have no shot against uh, men. So he decided, hey, winning looks like fun. I'm going to be a girl. And he did. He became a girl. He called himself a girl. He doesn't look like a girl. Uh, he tweeted out or he posted on his Instagram, I've got every master's record and two unofficial world master's records. I don't care about records. I care about being there with my friends. So sure you do. But here's why I'm not going to pick on Anne today because Anne won this powerlifting competition, beat two women. I'm going to get you the numbers. It's incredible. He won. Check this out. They add together the different lifts, you know, the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. They add the weights together to come up with the winner. Andres totaled 597 uh, kilograms. That's 1,317 pounds. Second place finisher, Sujan Gill, who's an actual woman, 387 kilograms or 854 pounds. Andres won the competition by 463 pounds. That's called making a mockery of this competition. But good for him because here he is taking the, the metal stand here he is deadlifting, whatever, 9,000 pounds, blowing <laughs> away the field. And then he takes the medal stand and the women he beat, the women he stole from, he stole records, he stole trophies from, they cheer and they hug him. Am I supposed to care about this now? Because normally I do. Normally when I see Leah Thomas stealing from the girls, beating up on the girls, walking around naked in the locker room with a full head of steam in front of teenage girls, I'm repulsed. I, I, he's a, he's a, he's a really disgusting human being. And uh, anyone that roots for Leah is part of the problem, but Leah, you know, Riley Gaines most famously, but other swimmers, they objected to it. They had a problem with it. These women don't seem to have a problem with what Andres did to them. So why should I, why should we, I'm done. If you don't, if, if you're going to stand there on the metal stand and clap and cheer, you, you deserve to lose. You're a loser. And uh, you won't stand up for yourself. I'm not going to stand up for you. This wouldn't happen to a guy. Only a woman, a woman could be that, I don't know, gracious, that gullible to just roll over and cheer for the guy who beat her in a powerlifting competition. I mean, you can't even make the case that you could like with, uh, you know, with some sports, whatever, golf or tennis or something. That, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's, it means everything. Here he is. He's a big beast, man. They're, they're all big, but he's bigger and stronger because he's a man. He puts his arms around the two women and they, they don't mind. They reach over, they hug him, they clap. It looks like, yeah, they do. Both of them put their arms around. Oh, it's disgusting. You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose to this guy. All right. That's it. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to root for the, uh, guy, the, uh, uh, any guy wants to beat up on the girls, if they don't have a problem with it, neither do I. All right, before we go, I wanted to play this uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. We talked about this yesterday. Why is Vivek surging, at least in some people's minds, 
And I told you, he just have, is having a good time. People like that. People appreciate when a candidate enjoys the process. DeSantis is struggling because he doesn't deserve it, not to enjoy it. Now, I'm still a DeSantis guy. I think he'd be a great manager, a great executive. I think he'd be a great president. I think he would trounce Biden or Kamala or Gavin Newsom in the general. Uh, I look forward to someday seeing DeSantis in the Oval Office, if not 24, maybe 28, maybe 32. Vivek, he's a player, man. He's, he's only 38, I believe, now. And he is definitely vying for Trump's VP slot. But he had a moment, not to, to sing in the, uh, the rap song, singing the Eminem song, which you played yesterday. That was a moment that was kind of cool. I thought he looked like he was having fun, and people appreciate this. But watch as he gets asked by a pansexual reporter a question, and he handles it masterfully. This is a master class. When you get approached by these radicals who are trying to trap you, um, this is how you do it. And he disarms her. He schools her and his answer is just spectacular. And how he resisted saying, what the hell is a pansexual is beyond me. I mean, anyone else, if this, if this woman, I think it's a woman approached Trump or whoever, uh, Chris Christie, they would have been, what are you, you know, what, what, what are you a pan? I don't, we talk about this stuff all the time. I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? Ironhead? I actually they don't have sex with pans. Is that it? They get turned on by like frying pans or is it pansexual when they like everything? I don't even remember. I know that, that what's his name? Wayne Brady, the uh, game show host came out as a pansexual. I, I heard the story. I still don't know what it is. I don't care. It's just some silly made up term, but watch this. This is how you do it. And here I, I have to, again, Trump's the guy, Trump's the nominee. I'll support him. He could never do this. Hell, most of the kids, you think Joe Biden could handle this question? They couldn't. But Vivek is really good at this. And this is something they should all take note of. This is how you do it. Go ahead. I was just wondering, um, what were your opinions on the LGBT community? Well, I don't think it's one community. Really? Yeah. I mean, how could it be? You just mash together an alphabet soup. Trans is fundamentally intention with gay, if you ask me. But what's your opinion? I am personally a pansexual, so I was okay. just wondering what your views on same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So, so I think that in the name of protecting against a tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority, we have now, in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong. I don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with. I don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition. I don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man. That's not freedom, that's oppression. And so I believe that we live in a country where free adults should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others. And that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. And so I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want. But do not foist that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves. He's great. I mean, that that is just, you know... Just so well done. And at the end, he says, she says, oh, thank you. And she walks away. She was looking for a confrontation. She was looking for that gotcha moment. Gotcha moment. He totally disarmed her. 
There's nothing any reasonable, rational person could say to refute anything he said right there. I mean, adults, do whatever you want. I mean, I think it's insane that adults have surgeries to, so they can pretend to be another sex, but leave the kids alone. That should be the theme for all these candidates. Just leave the kids alone because that divides everyone along party lines. Democrats want total control. Republicans say, leave the kids alone. That is a winning message. And that guy, he's not going anywhere. Next week, we get the first debate. Trump's probably not going to be there. He's going to be trying to make bail. But uh, Christy, Chris Christie will be there screaming about Trump. Vivek will be there. Vivek will have a good showing, I predict. And it will be DeSantis's big chance to save his flailing campaign. Looking forward to that. I hope Trump shows up, but I doubt it. He's got, he doesn't have to. He's already said he won't. Uh, so he'll probably have an event that night, raise some money for his legal defense fund, and he'll skip it, but that's okay. He'll be there eventually. Anyway, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching and commenting. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.